Welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor Marcus and Melina de la Cruz. We hope that you'll be blessed by today's message. You have no sorrow. We thank you for the increase, promotion, it all comes. It is done in Jesus' name. Say, I'm abundantly supplied for every good work and charitable donation. I don't need any aid or support. I'm self-sufficient because God brings a supply. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, guys. Praise the Lord. Are you guys ready tonight? Amen. Amen. I've been reading this book. It's such a good book. If you don't have it, I'd encourage you to read it. I told Pastor Mark, because I only have till, let's see, what was yesterday? The 25th. I said, I have like five more days. I got to finish it because, you know, it's the, it was the book of the month. for. So I'm almost done. I was reading it last night again. I read it every night before I go to bed, sometimes during the day. Um, we have a couple. I don't know if we still, we do have two Spanish ones there. Uh, it. You know, he walks in such a level of um, dominion. He knows who he is in Christ. And (laughs) I see that. (laughs) It's so funny. And uh, it's important that we walk in uh, knowing who we are in Christ. Amen. And, uh, you know, you think you know who you are. Until you start reading the scriptures on, you know, in him, you start reading the in him scriptures or you start reading a book like this and you're like, whoa, I'm not even walking in the level of authority and dominion that I should be. And you can't get there by yourself. Can't get there by yourself. You need the word. You need to hear from your pastor and you need to read the books on the table. Uh, because, you know, no one gets anywhere by themselves. And spiritually, we know that's true as well. No one gets anywhere by themselves. So I wanted to read to you. Um, at one point, he starts talking about breaking barriers. And so we'll pray and then I'll, we'll uh, read this. Father God, we just thank you for your word tonight. We thank you, Father, that it is always a blessing. It always brings us up higher And we just thank you, Father, for what you have. Your plan comes to pass for this service. We thank you, Father. We're coming into the revelation even more so of who we are in Christ and what belongs to us and what we can do in you. We thank you, Father. We're yielded to you. We say, Holy Spirit, have your way in this service. In Jesus' name. So he has a portion kind of towards almost the end, but uh, called Breaking Barriers. And um, he talks about going from information to revelation. You know, it's one thing to have information. You know, you read the scriptures, there's information. If you, if you read it as information, that's all it's going to be to you. If you read the Bible stories and it's like, oh, yeah, that's a great story about Daniel and the lion's den. Or um, the iron did swim. Oh, that's a neat story. The iron, you know, after the man of God prayed that it, it floated, it swam. Um, if you see things as just information, like, oh, that's cool. That'll all, that's all it will be to you. But if you read it to take it for yourself and apply it to yourself, and you're, and you're like, okay, God's telling me something through this story, like the iron did swim. He's telling me that it doesn't matter if something looks impossible. God can, if God can make iron swim, he can do anything, right? And, and you know, Dr. Mize went through all these Bible stories, you know, that night. But if you'll take it and meditate on it, it will become a revelation to you. Um, 
And so he talks about going from information. We, don't want, we just don't want information. We want something that we read in the Word to become a revelation to us. It becomes a, that, what is that, that rhema word. What does that mean? It becomes alive to me. That means it, it, it becomes a part of who I am. Um, and my mind starts to think in line with that revelation of who I am, what I can do, what belongs to me in Christ. In Christ, right? And so, um, and he, he goes on to talk about that there will be barriers. When you get a revelation, there will be barriers that you're going to have to break through. Um, for example, you come to church, you hear about tithing. It can either be information or revelation, right? So you hear about tithing. He, he uses that as an example for himself. When he started tithing, he's like, how am I going to tithe? You know, it was information. But once he decided to do it, it became, he started to tithe. Um, it, it, he moved into the revelation of it. Does that make sense? Once you start renewing the mind and thinking like God isn't just taking scriptures and applying it um, or taking scriptures and hearing it. It's taking the word, meditating on it, and then doing it. That's where your mind starts to change. Do you hear me? Your mind doesn't change just by sitting in church and hearing the word. Oh, that was a great story. That was some good information. I'm done. The person's life that changes the person's family that changes the person's finances that changes is the one that takes the information that they heard and decide i'm going to make this revelation i'm going to take this and i'm going to apply it to my life and so so they apply it to their lives like they apply okay i'm going to start tithing lord i know how i'm going to do this but i'm going to start tithing what happens when you start doing the word? How about when you get born again? You decide, I'm going to start going to church now. Okay, I didn't know I was supposed to be in church on Sundays. I didn't know how important it was. You start to get a revelation of, oh, that's where my answers are. Oh, I need to be divinely connected. God connected me to my church. God connected me to my pastor. God connected me to the people in my church, right? So what happens is you start coming to church because you... You're moving into the revelation of it. You start tithing, you're moving into the revelation of it. Because now you're going to start applying it. You're in your marriage. You start coming to church. You start learning about love. Man, i got to walk in love. I can't even notice when my wife or my husband does me wrong. I have to ignore it. I, can't, I don't need to tell my friends what my husband did, right? Okay, you're moving into that revelation of what God's love is. By now you're applying it. What happens? Is it smooth sailing? Usually not. And that's why people back off. They back off. I can't tithe. I started tithing and everything started shaking up in my life. I started walking in love and, and it got even worse. I started going to church and all this opposition started hitting my life. What happened? You're breaking a barrier. Now, he gives a great example. Isn't this good? Because you've got to realize that there are things that are going to shake up. Doctor said this. 
whatever is, when you're moving into that door for more, whatever is not bolted down in the word, in love, in faith, it's going gonna, it's gonna to just fly all over the place. There's going to be a shaking. He uses the example of Chuck Yeager. Now, I forgot who Chuck Yeager was until I read this. Chuck Yeager broke the sound barrier. Have you ever seen, oh, what are those, one of those movies, uh, what's that one with Tom Cruise? What is it? Top Gun. Top Gun, right? Okay, that last one. Uh, that was a good movie. I was like, that's good. I was like, it's going to be cheesy. I'm like, that's a good movie. Okay, so when he's in the jet, right, and he's in the, I think it's the opening. Is it one of the opening scenes? And he's doing something he's not supposed to do. It looks like he's breaking the sound barrier. He's breaking some kind of barrier. Yeah, but he's doing something. He, yeah, he's going to mock, mock something. I can't remember what it is. Yeah, mock 10, right? So he's breaking some kind of barrier. But the whole, what happens to that jet? The whole thing starts to shake. The bolts are shaking. Everything's shaking until he gets past it. And then once he gets past it, boom, it's smooth sailing. Yes. Amen. Well, that's what happened with Chuck Yeager. When he was breaking the sound barrier, everything is shaking. But once you break that barrier, it's smooth sailing. That's exactly what happens in the spirit. When God is moving you into more... He's moving you from the information to the revelation of it. It's one thing. A lot of people get information. A lot of people have information. They don't apply it. But when you start applying what you've heard, you start taking it. I'm making this mine. This isn't just going to be information going in one ear and out the other. This is going to be a part of my life. I'm going to make it a revelation. I'm going to start going to church. I'm going to get plugged in. I'm going to start tithing. I'm going to start walking in love. What seems to happen? All hell starts to break loose. You start tithing all of a sudden. What happened? I don't, you know, at the very beginning, I thought if I tithed that I'd be blessed. Well, you just are getting through a barrier. Once you, if you'll continue, you know, I thought I was going to go to church and everything was going to be fine. It will be, but you're breaking a barrier for your life. You're getting through some opposition. The enemy is applying pressure to you to get you to stop. He wants to get you to stop going to church. He wants to get you to stop walking in love. He wants to uh, get you to stop walking in love towards your spouse. He wants to get you to stop giving. He does not want the information that you have heard to become a revelation. Because once it come, becomes a revelation, now you've moved into a new room. You moved, you've moved up another level. That's good, huh? So that barrier can really work for you. Yeah. That opposition, it can become a testimony. Yeah. So when we have God's word and the opposition comes, we have to realize, you know, we're not going to get moved by it. And, and we have to make a quality decision. I'm making a quality decision. I'm going to get through this barrier. He goes on. He talks about at one point that he was able to give. And you're, as a Christian, you're always going to be breaking barriers. You're always going to be going through that door for more. If you stop, then you're not going into all the rooms that God has for you. That's right. Let's open our Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 16. 
1 Corinthians 16. Could we pull this up maybe in the Amplified, if you're able to? 1 Corinthians 16, 9. If, if not, that's okay too. But I want to read this out of the Amplified. And I know we've heard this before, but we have to be reminded that when pressure comes, when the enemy comes, he's trying to put so much pressure on you that you'll pull back and you won't break that barrier. The Bible calls it, you won't go through that door. 1 Corinthians 16, 9, I'm going to read it. Um, the King James says, A great door and effectual is open unto me, and there are many adversaries. This is Paul speaking. Now I'm going to read it out of the Amplified. A wide door, 1 Corinthians 16, 9, a wide door of opportunity. So there's a door. When you come into the, when you decide, I'm making a quality decision. I'm going to step over this, um, this boundary of just information. Now it's going to become revelation. Now I'm going to take God's word and I'm going to apply it. When you decide that, you make that quality decision. I don't care how much pressure there is. I'm going through this door or I'm breaking this barrier. You can say it either way, however you want. But you decide I, because there's more on the other side of the door. So it says a wide door of opportunity for effectual service has opened to me. There a great and promising one. So it's talking about this door. <clears throat> this is a great door. Say a great door. And this great door has great things. I'll grab my water. <clears throat> this great door has great things on the other side of it. Right? Um, and it's a wide door. But what's on the other side of that? There are many adversaries. You know, it's like pushing through a door and someone slams it shut in your face. When you decide, I'm going to start becoming a tither. I'm going to break this barrier. I'm going to start walking in love. In my home, I'm going to decide I'm done with strife. Um, you're, you're, you're deciding to make God's word revelation to you, real to you. You're going to allow it to uh, renew your mind by doing what you've heard. Now you're pushing. And guess who's on the other side pushing back? the devil he's like no I don't want you to be a doer I just want you to be a hearer I just want you to be a hearer because the Bible says what does the Bible say what does the Bible say about being a doer be a doer of the word and not a hearer only hearers only are deceived they hear it and they think because they hear it they've got it and they're doing it but they're not You've got to be a doer, right? So you're trying to go through this door for more. I'm going to start tithing. I'm going to use tithing as an example because that's what he used. I'm going to start tithing now. I'm going to start tithing. And all of a sudden, you know, they cut your hours at work. What? You know, all of a sudden, you know, the gas prices go up. Everything is coming against you to keep you from what? Tithing. Why? You think that's you think it's you think it's uh, just a coincidence? The devil knows exactly what he's doing. He's going to try and keep you out of that door. He's trying to keep you. If I could just keep him at the door, but not going through it, because when you go through it, there's more on the other side of the door for you. 
You're breaking a barrier. Man, we got to break more barriers. How many of you right now can think of, I'm just thinking, man, Lord, there's some barriers I got to break. There's some barriers I got to get through. The Lord, when the Lord's dealing with you about something, um, or he's moving you. See, what he's trying to do is God's trying to promote you. He's trying to bring you into more. You know, he's trying to bring you up financially. He's trying to bring you up in terms of spiritual maturity. He's trying to bring us all up to a higher place. God doesn't leave us where he left us. We come into church, you know, we can stay the same if we choose. That's our choice. No one can make us. Or we can decide, I'm going to break some barriers in my life. Right. Come on, I want to give. He talks about, uh, when he's talking about these breaking barriers, he's like, I, he goes, uh, my, my wife and I, we just wrote a check for, um, I think he said like a, what I would normally get as a paycheck. We wrote it as giving, a giving offering to give to somebody. What is that? Breaking a barrier. Yeah. He goes, we just broke a barrier when we did that. Um, he goes, and then the Lord, he goes, I start tithing. I go, all right, yeah, I'm breaking this barrier. Because then, then the Lord starts having me give offerings. What's that? That's another barrier. Right? right? And then he goes, then I go, then I see, you know, I'm, I'm ministering in a church. The Lord wants me to give to that ministry. So now I'm breaking another barrier. See, you have to see it as I'm breaking barriers. I'm going higher with God. I'm going to make what he has told me, not just information, but now it's a revelation of my life. It's pushing, it's uh, promoting me. It's promoting you. And the enemy does not want you to be promoted. He wants to keep you behind the door. And so he'll put pressure. Now, this is what I want to get to. He'll put pressure on you to stop. He wants you to stop coming to church. He'll send anything and everything. Nobody ever called you on a Sunday before, but now everybody calling. Right? Um, he'll send anything and everything to keep you from going through that door for more. But you have to realize that there are adversaries there. But God has made you more than a conqueror. So if you'll just keep pushing forward, pushing forward. No, I'm doing what God told me to do. I made a quality decision. I'm going to, uh, I'm, I'm using church. I'm going to be at church when I'm supposed to be, or giving. I'm going to start, I'm going to give and I'm going to tithe. And that is who I am. That's who we are. The blessing of the Lord makes us rich. We're doers of the word. When you decide I'm going to push past this, then you're making progress. Then God uses that as a promotion place. He uses it as a promotion place. But you have to recognize the opposition. Yes. You can't think, oh man, I don't know what's going on now. You know, I started going to church. I don't. You have to recognize the opposition and that it's a distraction. Yes. It's a distraction from the enemy. Listen to what Pastor Nancy said. Wow, this is so good. Every place of opposition is a place of greater skill offered. So when that opposition comes, you can decide, I'm going to become skillful in this place of opposition. What are you doing? You're building yourself up spiritually. You're not, I don't know what I'm going to do. You actually rise up. Nope, I'm taking my authority over this opposition. It doesn't matter what comes my way. You know, I start giving, they, lay, they cut my hours. Devil, you're a liar. I'm a tither, I'm a giver. What are you doing now? Now you're becoming skillful when opposition comes. Instead of laying down, you're, you're rising up spiritually. You're taking your authority. Uh, you know, right? Yes. You, be, you can become more skillful or you can just lay down and give up. 
Pastor Marcus said, anybody can give up. People who give up don't get anywhere. So we have to be skillful at recognizing the opposition. And it's coming to prevent advancement. My goodness. The enemy wants to prevent you from advancing in your finances, from your family advancing. He wants to prevent you from advancing spiritually. Um, he's, just, he's just a stinker. But see, it's nothing that we are unaware of. Because here we have 1 Corinthians 16:9 that says, when we're going through that door for more, there's the adversary on the other side. So when you're getting ready to ba break a barrier in your life, whatever that may be for you, we all have different, we all have different places of um, maybe it might be more of a challenge to break that barrier. Others, for them, it's easy. But they have other things, right? Everybody has something. Or the enemy will use the same. Here's the thing. The enemy will use the same pressure on you that he does time and time again. Um, yes, yeah. I was just kind of thinking about that. Um, so, for example, let's say you start going to church and the pressure comes. Like, Man, ever since I started going to church, there's so much pressure, right? So then you back off a little. All of a sudden, you feel better. What feels better? Your flesh feels better. You're like, oh, man. You, you stop doing what you know you need to do, and the opposition stops. Well, why does it stop? Because it worked. It got you to quit. It got you to stop. And people take that, and they think, oh, I feel better now. I don't know. I, I feel so much better. It's just, it's easier this way. And they think it's easier, but really the enemy won because they gave up. They gave in to the pressure. See, it's so important that we recognize what the enemy is doing and we don't give in to the pressure. We rise up. We continue to do what God told us to do. I don't care if they cut my hours. I don't care if they cut my paycheck. I don't care if I, I'm on unemployment. I don't care. I've made a quality decision. I'm a tither no matter what. No matter what pressure comes my way, I'm a tither. Why? Because I'm moving from information to revelation. I'm making it a part of my life. I'm making it foundational. Whether it has to do with tithing, whether it has to do with love, whether it has to do with, uh, you know, uh, planting yourself in your local church. I mean, there's all kinds of areas, right? I'm just thinking those are like, those are some of the, um, the main ones. Usually it's connecting. First of all, it's connecting to your local church. Why is, that, why is that so difficult sometimes for people? You'll see new people come and they can't, they can't hang. Uh -huh. They can't hang. It's because the enemy starts sending opposition. Right. Enemy comes in their marriage, comes in their finances. All of a sudden, they're bombarded with stuff. Uh -huh. And they think, I don't know, man, ever since I started going to that church, I'm bombarded. It must be that church. It's not the church. It's the enemy coming to oppose them. So they won't come to church. So they won't what? Hear the word. Their faith won't grow. Their marriage won't be restored now. Their kids won't be under the word. I mean, there's a whole gamut uh, uh, of things that are associated with them being planted in the church. Right? Right? We know the importance of the local church. So the enemy comes and applies pressure to them. Pressure to get out of that place. When you're where you're supposed to be, don't think it's strange if there's pressure coming um, to push you out of 
where you should be, to push you out of your next promotion place. See, when they come, promotion comes to them spiritually. They start to grow up. They start to learn who they are. They start to learn their authority. They start to take authority over the devil, right? That's what happens when they start coming here to this church. Hey, we know who we are in Christ, what belongs to us. The enemy does not want people to stay in church. As Dr. Mice said, that's why he tried to close it down during COVID, right? Um, but Paul said, I desire to see you. I long to see you that I may impart unto you. There's impartations you can't get through live stream. You can't get through the audio, through the podcast. You have to be there. Paul said, I desire to see you. When your pastor sees your face, there's an impartation that comes to you. How, how, how connected are you? I asked myself this today as I was watching Pastor Nancy. Uh, she's in Iowa right now doing some amazing camp meetings. And, and I'm asking myself, the Lord's asked, how connected, Melina, are you to your pastor? Are you closely connected? Are you tightly connected? Or are you loosely connected? Or are you sometimes I'm tight, sometimes I'm loose? Right? You have to evaluate yourself. I said, Lord, I'm tightly. <laughs> I'm like, I know where she is. I'm watching her. I'm reading her books. I, I, you know, I love her. I pray for her. You know, there are levels of connection. And you can be tightly connected to your pastor or you can be loosely connected. It's like the hose, right? You know, you, you screw the hose on the water spout and it's loosely connected. And what happens? The water goes all over the place. Because it's not, it's connected. See, we can be connected. Well, I go to church, I'm connected, I serve. But are you tightly connected? Right? Because if you're not tightly connected, then some of that stuff, some of what your pastor has for you, it's going kind of all over the place. And you're not, take, you're not able to take it all because you're not tightly connected. There's levels. <laughs> There's levels. When you're tightly connected, it's screwed on real tight. Right, you turn that water on, there's no, no leaks. You're getting all, all that God has for you in that divine connection. You're not letting one drop go anywhere else. It's coming right through the hose to me. It's coming right to me. Why? Because I'm tightly connected. I know where God set me. He's not changing his mind, moving me here there you know i'm here three years now i'm at that church another four years then i go to another church every seven years no i'm divinely connected the bible says yes the bible says god sets you in the house god sets us in our local church now you'll know when you go oh like when you came you're like this i got answers answers for my life came you thought how did they know that well, we didn't know. The Holy Ghost knows everything, right? And there's, there's a, uh, a divine connection. And you start taking the information, the revelation that you hear, and you make it your own. And then you start to grow. But we have to ask ourselves, are we divinely, um, are we tightly connected or are we loosely connected? That's important, right? Because if you're not, if you're not, tightly connected then the enemy will come you know sometimes you're here people are here i'm not talking about you guys sometimes people are here i'm just telling you this is life sometimes people are here sometimes there's not 
Uh, I'm not talking about if you've got a job or you have a class you're taking. I'm not talking about all that. You know what I'm talking about. But, you know, you just have people that are not committed. That's the word. They're not committed. Other things come up and they put those things before God. They put those things before their, their church attendance. Listen, I grew up Sunday morning I was at church, Sunday night I was at church, Wednesday night. Why? I was committed. There was no, I never asked my parents, are we going to church tonight? I knew we were going. It, that never even crossed my mind. Why? Because they were always there and they were there an hour early, right? Now you look at their three daughters, we're all in church. We all serve God. We developed a pattern of being in church. Divinely connected to your pastor. You are divinely connected. So you have to choose what level of connection am I going to be at? I'm going to be tightly connected or loosely connected, right? Praise the Lord. Um, so when, when strategies do come, now let's look at, we're going to close with this because I, I think we're about ready to close here. Revelations chapter 12, let's look at that scripture. Uh, the enemy will come and he'll try to, um, he'll send opposition, right? One of, the th one of the main ways he sends opposition, once you start taking the word and making it a revelation, you start walking in the revelation of it, you start doing the word, it becomes real to you. Um, one, of the th one of the things the devil will do is he'll start accusing you. Revelations 12, verse 10. Are you there? Say, and I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. Who is the accuser of the brethren? The devil. He comes to accuse. He comes to tell you. That, you know, uh, he'll point out your flaws and then, you know, you'll say, oh God, I messed up. You'll point out your flaws and then the devil will take a hammer and then he'll hammer him even more. He's an accuser. He tries to make you feel bad and why, what are you doing going to church? You shouldn't be going to church. What are you doing, you know, uh, trying to be, well, you're trying to be, you think you're, be, you know, Pete and then he'll use people. Oh, you think you're better? You think you're better? You know, because you go to church every Every, what is that? It's opposition. It's persecution. Right? But the devil is the accuser. And when God promotes, the devil will bombard you with accusations against yourself. Man, he's such a, he's such a, he's such a bad guy. <laughs> he's a liar. He'll bombard you with accusations of your own faults and failures. Why? Because that's how he feels. He's a failure. The devil's a failure, and he wants you to feel like you're a failure. He wants to point out all your flaws and failures. No, why? Because he's an accuser. That's what he does. But recognize what he's doing. You answer those thoughts back. No, I am more than a conqueror. Greater is he who's in me than he that's in the world. I'm going through this door for more. I don't care what the opposition is. I don't care what the pressure. You got to realize when you're dealing with pressure, that's opposition. 
Pressure. You can have pressure against your mind. Pressure of all the things you've done wrong. You can't go to sleep at night. You're thinking about what I did wrong, and I don't know if I even deserve this, and and I can't believe. And you're just pressure, pressure, pressure. You got to rise up and cast those thoughts down. Tell the devil, I refuse to take that pressure. I am who God said I am. I'm a new creature in Christ. All things are passed away. All things have become new. I'm a new man. And I'm not going to think like the old man anymore, devil. I don't know what you're talking about. That's under the blood of Christ. It's under the blood. His blood makes me clean. His blood makes me new. I don't care if you messed up yesterday. I don't care if you messed up an hour ago. Repent and then say, his blood makes me new. His blood makes it as if it never even happened. And you've got to take your authority like that and rise up. Because if you don't, he'll bombard you and he'll pressure you. And he'll try to make you feel less than. That's why I love this book. No, I'm walking in my dominion. I know who I am in Christ. You walk around like you're a king. You walk around like you're a queen. Because you are. You're royalty. The Bible says you're a royal priesthood. A holy nation. Consecrated before God. The devil will try and point out everything you did before you got saved or even if you messed up that morning or got in a, got in a tiff with your spouse or whatever. It's like, no, I'm getting through this. I'm, I'm going over this. I'm not going to allow opposition to pressure me and make me feel bad. Now, when I mess up, God forgive me. I repent. Repent means to, uh, uh, to turn away from that. Right, But then when the devil tries to come back, remember what you did last week, last year, when you were a kid? You know, has it ever brought things up to you? Remember what you did when you were a kid, when you were a teenager? Tries to bring those things back. What's random times? Devil, you're a liar. That's under the blood of Jesus. Seriously, that's under the blood of Jesus. God's blood makes it as if it never even happened. Wipes the slate clean. Has made me brand new. That's how far-reaching his blood is. So when he comes to try to accuse you, you stand up in his face. You say, devil, you take your lies and you get out of here in Jesus' name. I cast those thoughts down. I'm a new creation in Christ. His blood has made me new. His blood has cleansed me from all unrighteousness. I am a new creature in Christ. I'm new in him. Hallelujah. You are just as pure as a little five-year-old child, a little newborn, by the blood of Jesus. You know, I remember one story, and I'll close with this. A minister, he said, this man said, man, I wish I could be as pure as that 12-year-old, you know, girl. You know, because he had done all these things in his life. And the minister said, when you repent, he goes, you are as pure as that as that 12-year-old innocent girl. You are. He said, not if she never asked Jesus in her heart. You asked Jesus in your heart, you're a new creature. Yes, that's right. He said, if you've asked Jesus, if that girl didn't ask Jesus into her heart, then she's not. She is not. Yes, but if you've asked Jesus into your heart, then you are. You're just as pure. Just as whole cleaner. Cleaner. So I, I just want you guys to be aware that, that there's opposition that will come when you're moving into more. You're breaking barriers. Listen, some of you, you're breaking generational barriers. Things that have been in your family for years. Let me tell you, there's some things that's been in Pastor Marks and in our family 
and I'm not saying our parents, I'm saying like way down, whatever, whoever, I don't really care, doesn't really matter. This is the thing, that, that's not the issue. The thing is, we're done with that in our family. Yes, it right. stops it's here and now. Dead. Here's another thing, I'm done with lack. It stops here and now. Right. I'm done with being sick. It stops here and now. I'm done. I mean, you just got to make a quality decision. You got to rise up. What things have been in your family? And it's like trying to, now it's trying to get into your family, like maybe generations ago or whatever. It's like, you know, like the person, you, oh, my daddy had a heart attack at 30. My grandfather had a heart attack at 30. And the man goes, and I'll probably have one too. No, no, that stops here and now. We're under a new bloodline. You've got, there are some things that will try to, the enemy tries to come and remember the, your, well, all your family's like that. Not our family. Not here, not now. Well, you know, all your family, they all can get real, real hot, real, real angry, real fast. Not in this family. That stops here and now. We're cutting off that behavior, that pattern that's tried to continue. It stops here and now. See, you got you to be careful because the enemy will even go back. Well, you know, your aunt was like that. You're just like your aunt, your uncle or your grandpa or, you know, what, whoever. It doesn't really matter. He, he doesn't care. He's going to throw whatever he can, whatever ammo he can at you. But you have to stand up and make a quality decision. It stops here and now. Whatever pressure the enemy has been putting on you, whatever lies he's been telling you, if you don't rise up and take your authority, then he'll just keep bombarding your mind. He'll keep putting the pressure on. But if you rise up and say, no, that stops here and now. No, I'm done with that. I'm pressing through this opposition because once I break that barrier, it's going to be smooth sailing for me. Come on. Some of you, you've got some, you've got some financial barriers you need to break. Like it's time. It's time to break those barriers. No more barely getting by. No more, well, you know, I've never owned a house. Nobody in my family's ever owned a house. You know, you hear about these kids, these families, like the per- first person to, to graduate college, right, in their family. What did they do? They broke a barrier. Yes. They faced pressures. They had financial pressures on them. They had, you know, all the background, and they had to break that barrier. There are some barriers that we need to break that I believe that, you know, I believe God's showing us today. There's some barriers that we've, we've kind of like, oh, we just kind of sat back and thought, eh, well, you know. But no, no more. We're breaking those barriers. We're pushing past the opposition. Why? Because there's something more on the other side of that door. There is promotion for us individually. There's also promotion for us as a church. Yes. God wants to promote us as a church. He wants to bring us higher into his highest and best as a church. But we can't go there if we're not each doing our part. Right? Everybody has to do their, everyone has to break their barriers. So then as a church, we can go, woo, and break, break whatever barrier. Because then we've all, we've all done ours. Like, oh, yeah, I already broke that barrier. Tithing, man, that's easy for me. I've been doing that since I was, since I got born again. Or I've been doing that since I got a revelation. Walking in love, that's easy for me. I can keep my mouth shut and just be sweet and kind. Oh, man, I broke that barrier. Hallelujah. You know, whatever barrier it is, break it. Once and for all, get through it. Push past the opposition. Why? Because there's something more on the other side for us. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, let's stand up. Father God, we just thank you for what you have for us, Lord. We thank you for your word tonight. I thank you, Father, 
that those things that have been trying to put pressure on us, those, those the, the wrong thoughts, the pressures, the feelings, we recognize them for what they are. Strategies of the devil trying to push back on us. He'll even get, you know what he'll try to do? He'll try to work in your emotions. He'll try to get into your emotions, get you all emotional. And well, you know, you're always emotional and you're always angry or you're always sad or always depressed. What is that? He's trying to work. He'll try to work in wherever he has access. Don't give him access in your emotions. Amen. Just like you're not going to give him access in your mind and your thoughts. Don't give him access in your emotions. Learn to, I love what uh, Miss Mize, Miss Renee said. She's like, you know, be aware of this culture lacks emotional maturity. You know, we need to become more mature emotionally. What, is, what does that mean? It means be a doer of the word. Walk in love. Keep your mouth shut if you need to, you know what I mean? Don't say anything unless the Lord tells you to. That'll just, that'll fix everything right there. Don't say anything unless the Lord tells you to. You know, take a step back. Um, don't be so reactive. Don't give in to your flesh all the time. That's, that's allowing your flesh to dominate. You know, that's a barrier that you can break. God wants to move us into more, and we can't move into more if we're always being flesh driven whatever our flesh wants however our flesh wants to respond but if we'll just go no i'm going to stay in the spirit I'm gonna stay in the spirit i'm breaking that that habit i'm breaking that barrier no more of that man what a higher level of living the peace of god the love of god the blessings that will flow so father we just thank you lord holy spirit you're showing us those areas and we thank you holy spirit you're the divine helper Divine helper, you help us break through those barriers. And, and we make a quality decision. I know that there's some areas in your life that God's just pointed out tonight. Some areas you're like, I need to break through that barrier. I, if things start shaking, start rattling, I get a little moved. I, I can't get moved anymore. I just got to keep pushing on, keep pressing forward, keep pressing past it. And when I do, there's going to be smooth sailing. Because God, it's not in your own strength. It's not in your own strength that you're doing it. This is the thing you have to realize. But you're doing it in God's strength. He's the one who strengthens you. He helps you. And he'll help you get past that. And you'll get past that one. And then there'll be something else. And God's like, okay, let's do this now. And then you'll do the next thing. And then you'll do the next thing. And he just takes you higher and higher. Amen. Amen. Well, we love you all. I'm telling you, God has good things for you. Amen. Breaking barriers. Getting through that opposition. Casting, casting those thoughts down when they come against your mind, against you, you know, your faults, your failures, cast down. Nope, I'm not a failure. His blood has made me clean. His blood has made me an overcomer. The Bible says overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony. Amen. And then share your testimony. Like get excited. Start sharing your testimony. Amen. Tell people at work, you know what God did for me? I started going to church. My whole life changed. I could go to sleep in peace now. I started going to church. God healed my marriage. God brought me into more. He promoted me. Make those connections. Connect the dots. Why did things happen? Because I got older? No. Because you started going to church. Got tightly connected. Amen. Amen. Well, we love you all. You guys have a blessed evening, and we will see you. Do you have anything, honey?